It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, it's the Writer's Roundtable, and I'm here with Matt Babich. Matt, what are we doing on tonight's show? Uh, just to address everyone's concerns, the the real Matt. This is the real Matt. I, uh, a seventeen year old did not, you know, kidnap oh. kidnap the real Matt. Uh, this is this is just what I look like without any facial hair. Today we're doing something a little different. We drafted a big board team a few weeks ago. We're going to do that again tonight. There's been a lot of mock drafts. Seth's been a part of a lot of mock drafts. So we're gonna we're gonna see if his mock drafting ability he's improved since his first one. Let's see if that translates over to the big board because. Last time we went out there, uh, not sure we put together a great team. Hey now, hey now, our team was all right. So we have we have a Han Rungta on the show for the thousandth time, or we we love a Han, a hundred and eighty seventh time, or something like that. So why don't we all get this started? Why don't we get it started right now? she is i got that all in in time and i had i don't have the right screen there we go so if you would like to draft with us tonight we are on underdog fantasy the big board is on the precipice of filling it's like at 98 percent. so we're gonna sneak one of those in on the writer's round table as we discuss you know i don't know things like trey lance and lamar jackson and nobody cares about aaron Rodgers. so but we'll go ahead and join this big board right now. I'm going to go ahead and click on it. So you have some time to go over there. I'm going to click enter. It's a $10 entry on the big board. I'm going to click yes. And we're waiting for eight people. So you still have some time to head over there if you want to draft with us tonight. And while we're waiting, uh, what uh, I think all the people want to know, what's uh, what's going on with Trey Lance these days? Uh- I tweeted about it. I tweeted the reference. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I don't know where it just feels like the logic was supposed to be, you know, not necessarily Trey Lance hype, but everything we're hearing is there's no confidence in Trey Lance being the starting quarterback. And it is a Trey Lance, Sam Darnold competition to play the, the temporary role until Brock Purdy comes back. And I guess this is just a massive dub for hashtag QB wins because uh, what did Brock Purdy really do on the field besides not turn the ball over 
and and just happen to win football games while being on a hyper efficient offense with a Kyle Shanahan run game and, and one of the fiercest defenses in the NFL. Um, I, I, I'm just not really sure what's going on. Han, can we make can we make sense of this? Uh, I don't really know what to make of the the Strayland situation. I've treated it by just not saying anything because as soon as I say something, oh look, we we have a draft. As soon as I say something about Trey Lance, the the 49ers called um separate by the way from the Brock Purdy cult um it seems will come after me so I think we just got to let it play out you sort of never know what Kyle Shanahan is doing at, at some point and I'm still of the belief that Trey Lance can be a very good quarterback in this league and if he does make it as a starter I think the fantasy value obviously is through the roof uh given what he can do with his legs also Cody I yeah I'm sorry okay I didn't change after my dinner I'm wearing this oversized Red Sox logo shirt. It's okay. Opening day's coming up. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about opening day at some time. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow but... for a brief period. Baseball matters. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's Trey Lance has to be a buy right now in Dynasty, right? Has to be. This is the time to buy. If you if if yeah. you're waiting to buy, I'm not sure what you're doing. Speaking of uh uh the draft has kicked off. Holy cow, and we're at pick six. And, uh, man, I think Ahan had the first pick last time. So I think Matt, I'm going to give you, or no, it was Edward. It was Ed. That was definitely not true. It was Edward. So we'll give our one fewer pick. And I'm happy to have one fewer pick since I'm the guest. It's up to Uh, you. No, since you're the guest, we'll give you this pick. We'll give you. So what are you, what are you looking at, at the one six here? This is our, our draft position. Uh, you know, single quarterback. So, what, where are you looking here, Ahan? This is this is a perfect spot where I feel comfortable uh, taking Travis Kelsey, who's who's gone now. Uh, but I'll settle for Stephon Diggs. Um, I'm completely fine with saying that I still think Diggs has overall wide receiver one in his range of outcomes. I said that last year. I think that's the case this year as well. Even with the uh, addition of Deontay Hardy. If they draft a wide receiver, maybe the the overall wide receiver one um, ceiling dims a bit, um, but I hope they don't. And the the possibility that they draft a superstar wide receiver in the draft, probably pretty low. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with Diggs. The Bills say they're comfortable with Gabe Davis as their number two receiver. Do we believe and, them? I, I don't believe them because they're a, they're a smart organization. Um, but if, if true, uh, I – I'm thrilled with Diggs at 106. So the real question to me, it sounds like, is is the number two receiver in Buffalo somebody who comes in the mid to later rounds of the draft, or is it Khalil Shakir? It's Deontay Hardy. Oh, Deontay Hardy. Yeah, we already had that discussion. Yeah. Why? Why not both? Why not both? Yeah. So, so what you what I'm hearing, and if Edward DeLauder is out there somewhere, uh, I'm hearing a double stack with Gabe Davis and Josh Allen in our future. Right? I mean, how could we not go Gabe Davis with this team? Just double stack the bills. If you're going to roster Davis, it's in best ball. So I I can stomach it here. I I wouldn't mind it. Okay. All right. In fact, it would be be pretty funny, I think, to to take Gabe Davis and and even prop him up a little bit the one time time that he's not on the show. uh, Yeah. Hold on. Let's see if I can do what it's saying in the private chat. I don't. Thanks, Seth. Very discreet. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking. Uh, to, I thought you were talking to me. Zoom in a couple inches. That was a really weird thing to see while I was in mid sentence. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I have the technology, but I'll work on it. 
Uh, anyway, plus, uh, control plus plus, but yeah, control plus plus. Oh my god, is this real? Can I do this? Hold on, that's that's MIT. Ah, right there. technology is on my side. It, that there we go. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so oh, much we went yeah. a whole you went a whole show without telling us to do this last time. Yeah, I, now I know how to fix the the spreadsheet probably in Mock Draft Live. What that, that was problematic for me. Anyway, hey, what, what we can I say? So many... I create problems and solve problems. All right. Well, we're one pick away. Matt Babbage. Are we taking who are we taking here? All right. Here? It's going to be on me. We're taking we're taking Eckler as the hero RB if he. Oh, but what if he? he what if he gets? I'm going to guarantee he that he's not because I just said that we're going to pick. Eckler. So probably, if we pivot, probably. ah, there it goes. Uh, let's Josh, see. we have digs. Yeah. Do you want me to sort it any which way? No, I'm. Good it's hard the, to see. I'm good with the five that are on here. All I'm right. not taking. We're not taking a quarterback. Okay. I like supplanting our our receiver core. Kenneth Walker. It's five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah, Kenneth Walker here. At RB. I'm doing it. All right. Uh, so Kenneth Walker. Maybe just for now, while we do this, I'll play with the configuration here. Oh, no, that doesn't look good at all. Um, Kenneth Walker has been the subject of some controversy or uh, on player profiler due to a Theo Greminger trade. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Uh, but what what do we what do we make of uh, Kenneth Walker? Is he uh, you know he's the is he the RB one in Dynasty? Where, where does he rank? there and where does he rank in a redraft like is the second round kind of where he should go in a format like this i i'm for the context of, of what we're building here i'm fine uh with with using hero hero rb on kenneth walker i i don't think he's in the dynasty rb1 conversation personally um uh, i think there there's a running back who isn't even in the league yet that's even more in the conversation for that than uh than kenneth walker which is Bijan. so I'm not there yet with Kenneth Walker, but for for redraft with Geno Smith at quarterback and you know running back basically the same core. He's a red zone monster uh, last year because we know what we know what uh, Pete Carroll likes to do. Um, you can get pretty similar production from him, but for a full season. So I'm fine with Kenneth Walker for redraft, but but no, I don't think he's in the dynasty RB one conversation. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can get behind that as well. Really, the the thesis behind Kenneth Walker is I think there's a in in terms of best ball after Brees Hall, there's a pretty significant tier break. And if I could do it over again, maybe I would take Brees Hall. But first season following a mid season ACL injury, very tough to predict. Again, you're essentially predicting that that he's going to be AP and come back from a midseason ACL tear and continue to dominate the the way he was his rookie season. We're on his new pick, so I'll, I'll move on from Kenneth Walker. But that was the that was the thesis behind the play. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm here, and so we have taken a, a running back. And honestly, I'm looking at the wide receivers, and I'm not I'm not too thrilled with them. I'm interested to see what you guys uh, would do here. But as far as we know right now. I'm very tempted to take Tony Pollard. Do it? Do I get yes votes for Tony Pollard or no? I I won't scoff at it. I, I won't veto it. Okay. Well, uh, what so, would your pick have been, Ahan? I would have taken ETN. Uh, a little more. I, I, I guess. I guess this kind of goes against what I stand for, which is go for ceiling. But um, little, much more certainty with ETN. Just the gap in certainty from what we're gonna get out of the roster um, in Dallas versus the roster in Jacksonville. Um, 
I would have taken ETN. Uh, the chance that Pollard gets completely screwed over by the Cowboys being the Cowboys just ha- just haunts me. Just the the brand that is the Cowboys. Um, so I would have taken ETN, but obviously the 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 ceiling with Pollard is worth worth a draft pick there. I I thought for sure the value was with the running back. Now that isn't always the right answer, but to your point. Dallas is kind of sitting, and we've talked about this before. It's definitely been talked about on this channel in the player profiler circles circles about how Dallas is right there in the Bijan Robinson zone. You know, and if they, I mean, his value right now, you could argue, is pretty high, pretty, pretty much maybe as high as it's going to go. Now, if they don't take a running back in the draft, it could go a little bit higher. But I agree. I think it's it's a little bit risky because Dallas is Dallas. But man, if Tony Pollard gets the opportunity finally that we think he should get, this I feel like this is a pretty good pick. And that's the beauty of a ten dollar entry best ball tournament is you get to have this preseason where a lot of value is deflated because of questions surrounding rosters. So Tony Pollard, if the Cowboys go through the draft and don't really address running back to the later rounds, that Tony Pollard pick becomes immensely more valuable. So uh, I love the Tony Pollard pick. I would have been fine with ETN. Um, if I was on the clock, I would have taken Pollard, but I, I was fine with both of the picks. I would, uh, uh, at this point, love to filter um, for only wide receiver and tight end. All right, you got it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we are... Oh. Uh, Cody's in the draft. I don't know if any of us noticed this yet. He just took. Oh field. man, I did not. What? We, that completely <laughs> snuck by all of us. Carpentier That's, NFL, right up there. I didn't look at um, the, the. What's his team looking like right now? Yeah, let's click on um, this. Uh, this dude Carpentier's team. Let's see what he's cooking. Oh, is that? We're one pick away here. All right. Uh, who, after who, after who after I, like? I I I know Cody's not gonna be the one side. Yeah, there I, we go. I I know who you're gonna pick. I have a feeling. Oh, I know who he's gonna pick. Uh, we took Michael Pittman in the last draft. Let's take Christian Watson here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I knew Cody was not gonna uh, was not gonna take Watson, or I knew the pick before us wasn't gonna be Watson. I knew he was gonna fall to us because it was not Cody. Um, yeah, Chris, the Christian Watson ceiling um, is just absurd. We saw it last year. Breakout Finder was all over this, by the way. Christian Watson is really good um, on snaps that Jordan Love played. He was still very good. His Immense, an immense yak player, huge play player. And if Jordan Love is a league average quarterback, which I think is in his range of outcomes, I think you're going to see a top 10 season from Christian Watson. And for best ball, like this is a, this is a definition of a smash, smash uh, player. Love the Debo pick personally. Yeah, here, here. I feel are. like I'm definitely going to be way above consensus on Debo this year. Maybe not way above, but. So there we go. With regards to this room, because we had this conversation. In his, I mean, wide receiver 16, like in his tier, he is the clear one, like after Metcalf and Olave. Like that's the clear next best option. And I think his upside is is right there among them. So you, as you can see Cody's team there. He's obviously Carpentier NFL. And uh, our team, let us know which team you think in the chat. We don't, I don't have the power to make this fancy schmancy like uh poll because I'm not on the YouTube side, but let us know in the chat which one you think is better because uh, I'm not gonna lie, Cody's team is looking Cody, pretty Cody's, good. Cody starting uh, the, the draft with four running backs is uh, is, is on brand, yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's, uh, there's there might be some value in the robust R RB. Nobody's going to do the a robust RB this. Well, yeah, it's not the even. Focus that Debo and Justin Fields are running backs. Well, like... I, I know, I know. That's what I mean. That's a robust <laughs> RB. He. Uh, so we're up in two picks. I think it's Matt's turn. Matt, do you want me to sort this any which way? Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Um, no, just okay. So this will. <laughs> No, you don't want. To. I mean, I, I just did it earlier before this draft, so <laughs> I'm definitely open to the idea of it. But I don't think we'll be we'll be selecting him. Um, okay. I'm looking between Drake London and Michael Pittman here uh, to go with our third receiver. If we're okay. not taking Lamar, we're not necessarily thinking about a quarterback right now. Uh, Kittle, I'll I'll let Ahan talk about Kittle if he wants to. His trademark left tackle brand. So we're looking at a receiver and, and Pittman, there's a tear break here. Pittman has the most upside. Um, similarly to the way Cody took um, Jonathan Taylor in the second round. If the Colts really take any step forward at all, uh, they're selecting CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. They're selecting somebody with the first overall pick, breaking news. And that quarterback is likely to increase the tempo and the quality of this offense. And that's going to bring Michael Pittman right up with them. So um, with Stefan Diggs, Christian Watson, and Michael Pittman, I think we're building out a really good receiver core here. This is the kind of team that if I was drafting alone, it would look like this. Like Pollard, like ETN instead of instead of Pollard, and uh, my team would look like this. So I'm thrilled. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, a, a strategy, and I might be making up a strategy on the spot here that I think you're going to have to have some exposure to because we're, we're going like at this point, we're probably going to be pushing tight end clear down the board. I'm guessing, but we'll see um, a, a strategy that I really want to try out this year is just quarterback tight end, no matter what, just go get an elite quarterback, get a, an elite tight end. It would have been perfect if we could have got Kelsey in the first round, but just give yourself an advantage there and then trust yourself to fill in the gaps uh, in the middle. Uh, that's that's a strategy I'm intrigued by, and I think I don't know if I originated this. I probably didn't, but uh, but we are going. We I mean we've we've taken the value, and I'm happy with our draft. Uh, and and we're gonna have to figure out those positions. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by starting a little differently if we do this again next time. Not that I'm disappointed, but I'm just I'm all for trying out new stuff. Take take Pitts when he makes it back to us then. Getting the lead tight end. Dynasty well, tight end one. But they're gonna are they gonna bring him in line and try to block with them? Like like Mike McDaniel and Mike Gasicki? Or what <laughs> are they gonna Smith, do? Arthur Smith's quote certainly made it sound like the generational pass catcher that he drafted helps them win games by run blocking. So that's what he plans to continue to do with them. Um, yeah. or he just really wants to fuck with fantasy players this offseason. Uh yeah. which is also a possibility, but uh, yeah, screw it. I feel like the vet. I feel like they. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's. I mean, he was. I mean, this low. I. He's. he's I mean, Desmond Ritter. God, that's so. There we. It's almost as if Cody's watching us. One. One game. Over, one game uh, over fifteen points last year. Yeah. One we game. Get, that's okay. I. I like Fryermuth a little bit later as a potential. I, I like Kyle Pitts. I'm not like that down on him, but. All right, so this pick, I don't really necessarily want to go running back, but, man, if Aaron Jones doesn't get taken, what do you guys think about that? I have the same Smash. dilemma. Ah, I knew he, I knew he was yep. going to get taken. 
So now it's probably between um, Marquise Brown and Burks for me. Yeah, all three um, of those running backs make me want to puke. I can't well, believe I, I'm about I to like Marquise Brown. Uh, I yeah, I think that's kind of what I was leaning to because Hopkins is probably getting traded, right? Because this new regime wants to look to the future, and Hopkins is probably not a part of part of that future, right? I mean, they're looking to trade the number three pick. They're looking to, you know, liquidate some assets and just kind of retool and rebuild around Kyler Murray once he gets healthy again. So I, I really like that. I mean, uh, Aaron Stewart, I don't know where he is, but. Uh, He's probably he's he's probably endorsing that pick, a little Marquise Brown action there. Damn, I think we're gonna take our fifth receiver with our next pick because we're gonna fall right in a range that is not very favorable for anybody. And there's a certain receiver that I feel like is super undervalued. And I'm checking the ADPs. Yeah, we're filtered yeah. on quarterbacks. There's nobody. It's Deshaun Watson is the next best quarterback. Ooh. Dak. Somebody watching steals Matt's guy. We will see you in court. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so. We're kind of. I'd have to reach down a couple of players. Uh, someone, someone would have to make a. Let's see, about twelve to fifteen pick reach in ADP to to take this player, this wide receiver who is going. If you didn't say that, then my clumsy joke would would have sound would have worked. What was your joke? I didn't. Once you draft, we can discuss this joke in light. At well, length. I don't oh, think it's... okay. So you, you know who the player is, and that was a joke. Okay, well, it went yes. over my head. I didn't. Re- I didn't register who's, what you said. Whose pick is it? I thought it was a Hans pick. Is it a Hans pick? Oh well, then he can do it whenever he wants. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was my pick. Thanks I thought for we were the going enthusiasm. I thought we were going snake style. Oh my I mean, gosh. We, we, we could share this pick because I think we want the same dude. We we could filter by. Who do you want? Whoa, whoa! Wait, what? Wide receiver. QB, um, uh, non QBs, just every oh, non QB. Yeah, every uh, non. All right. See, DeAndre like, Swift tempt you at all? No. Or Dobbins? How, how could it? What? No, he's not oh. Swift. Do- Dobbins isn't. No. Dobbins. I, I might use this opportunity to to. Oh I, yeah, I'll I'll just use this opportunity to disagree with Matt. I'll, I'm fine with Dobbins. I'll take Dobbins. I'm not. Mm. I, I think I just said three times I like Dobbins. Oh. I'm not excited about Swift. Okay, you um, you said Dobbins made you want to puke, so yeah, and then I had to correct myself because because Seth, Seth, Seth I, I would point out that Dobbins was right there. He was mixed in with a bunch of gross names. Yes, I the like Dobbins a given, lot. Yeah, the thesis is given how run heavy this team is going to be, regardless of who their quarterback is. You got to take a good good running back when he falls to what RB whatever it was nineteen RB nineteen RB. He his ranked as RB nineteen. I think he was drafted as RB twenty. Great, perfect steal. Yeah, I mean, he went two picks after you know Joe Mixon, who's going to be teamless here pretty soon. Exactly. Oh boy. Yeah. Where did? Oh man. Yeah, Joe Mixon went. Yeah, he did go a couple picks uh, before Dobbins. Wow. So now that we're through seven rounds, do we, what? At what point? So let's say drafters are here in this situation, right? Three three running backs, four wide receivers, whatever combination. No quarterback. No tight end. Who is who are some of your quarterbacks that are like I this is the line for me and who are some of your tight ends that you're like this is the line I have to get this or above at those positions for me there's a clear line at uh, the overall world the ADP tight end seven right now uh, both tight end six and tight end seven I think should be ranked higher it's Dallas Goddard and Darren Waller um, they should be ranked higher I think they both have top three upside 
Um, once you get past that, you see Evan Engram and you see David Ajoku and Pat Fryermuth and Dalton Schultz, and then you see there's a clear there's a clear tier uh, shift. Uh, as for quarterback, uh, kind of similar if you look around ADP overall. After Dak, who's at QB ten, um, you see a clear tier uh, drop. Uh, I don't understand why Tua is ranked QB eleven, uh, but that's just me. And then after that, there's a lot of uncertainty. Well, save Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is the exception. He's getting under. There we go. There He's we go. He's getting underdrafted again. But then you see Tua, Kirk, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Geno Smith. That is a clusterfuck of mid. Trey Lance is still going ahead of. Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, his ADP's got to plummet, right? I would assume. I don't know. I don't know. It's already it, kind of low. It just depends because we're we're in such a unique situation where Purdy is is almost certainly not going to be ready to start Week One. Almost certainly is pretty presumptuous, but it it doesn't look good recovering from Tommy John that quickly uh, and being in playing shape. So Trey Lance is right now the starter until the, really they name Sam Darnold. I don't think anyone's really nervous about Sam Darnold taking that position over. So we're in a limbo state where his ADP can't be as high as it should be if he's actually the starter, and it's not as low as it's going to be if there continues to be questions around whether or not he will be the permanent starter for this offense. So like Han said, like right now is the time to buy. If he starts dipping, the the external signals likely mean All some right. really bad news. We Matt, are going Matt, to take... We're on the clock here. Do you want me to sort take this? QBs and tight ends, please. QBs, tight ends. Uh, let's take... Oh, Dak or Daniel Jones. What I'm cool that? with either one of those. I'm going Danny Dimes. Give me the rushing upside on an offense that did not get rid of their only really smart thinking offensive coordinator and is now relying on Mike McCarthy to lead their offense. Um, the Giants are just in a better situation. I think they address the receiver needs either through a trade or through the draft, and they're going to have a much better offense going into this year. And Daniel Jones is going to, like Ahan said, I mean, he's he's underdrafted. He was number 10 in fantasy points per game last year. And let's see, he clocked in at least one game over 30 points. Yeah, one game over 30 points. But uh, two more over 25. He's going to give you the boom weeks. And if we can supplant him with with another mid quarterback, but that's fairly reliable, I think we're we're doing all right at the quarterback position given what we have on the rest of the team. I yeah. Swear I, if, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just no. gonna say that everyone's talking about Justin Fields. Like, you know, I've been mostly me just talking about he's getting all these upgrades like DJ Moore, more pieces along the offensive line. And we're oh, my God, we're two picks away. But Daniel Jones is kind of in that same camp, right? I mean, Daniel Jones is going to get upgrades as well. And so he should be able to grow in his second year in that system. So go ahead, Ahan. That's all I wanted to say as I have to scramble and figure out what I want to do with this pick. I was going to say, if Daniel Jones had two interesting names instead of Daniel and Jones, he would be getting drafted QB7. Uh, like like Tua Tagovailoa. Maybe that's why Tua's QB11. People just like saying his name. Jackson Smith and Jigba is getting undrafted, or getting underdrafted. So, you mm, know. Man, that theory doesn't hold much water then. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I do not like any of this right here, if I'm, I'm being honest. Just take Aaron uh, Rodgers and call it a day. Just take Khalil uh, Herbert and call it a day. Well, is it? It'll be our RB four. All right. It's your decision. I, I, 
Yeah, he had, his true his true running his true yards per carry was really impressive, and right now he's the lead in that committee like structure the Bears have with D- Donta Foreman and um, whoever uh, Tristan Ebner is he the other guy? I, I feel like yeah. I'm missing a guy, but I yeah. I feel as with our as as him with our RB four, I feel like that frees us up with our structure Darren. to 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 load up on wide receiver and to maybe get. We're probably going to have to go three tight ends in this in this build, I would guess. Um, so I, I'm fine. I, that, that was kind of a – I didn't really love uh, Elijah Moore in the new – I know the landing spot's about as good as you can hope for, uh, and that could be a value. Juju Smith-Schuster in that offense just doesn't really do it for me. I mean, I, the, the, the player there, I think, with the most upside – uh, even though I, uh, you know, getting a, getting your fourth running back this early is uh, not typically something I like to build around. Like not typically how I like to build my teams, but I feel like that was the player with the most upside. Um, you could you could argue for Elijah Moore there too, but that's there's just so much uncertainty of how how is Deshaun Watson going to look. We assume he's going to be better, but man, he didn't really play that well down towards the end of the season and the limited sample size that we saw him. So we'll. I, I I like that pick. You know, I I like Khalil Herbert, so I'm I'm cool with that. What do you the guys running think? Running back. The running back you were forgetting is Travis Homer, who's most likely going to be a third oh, down that's right. pass catching that's right. pass catching guy. I'm I I I think after you spoke out loud about the the ceiling of Khalil Herbert, I was more sold on it than I have been so far because I have been taking receivers and I've not been so open minded to taking a guy in a committee that is likely not going to be heavy on pass catching. Um, but Deontay Foreman does have serious injury history. So, and Coyle Herbert is good when he does touch the ball. So good sell job, Seth. Thank you. I, I do what I can for the, you know, the bears uh, players and we are in the 10th round now. So we're four picks away. And after a Hans pick, I'll just warn our, our audience that we will be taking a short break. We're, we're trying to fit in the, we're trying to get more professional around here. So I'm good. we're going to fit in a quick ad break in between our picks. I, I promise you guys won't miss uh, anything. But Ahan, is there any way you want me to sort this as we're about three picks away here? On QBs, please. QBs. Ooh, look <laughs> at who's there. What do we think, guys? What do you think, Ahan? Two picks away. Is Trey Lance tempting you? Non-QBs. Oh, you said non-QBs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought you were joking. Okay. No, I wasn't Joe. I thought maybe you know robust QB strategy. We, we, we took the overall QB one, guys. We're good. Matt Ooh, got us yeah. good. We need no one else. Yeah, All right. Who, do, you, do you like anybody here? Uh, not okay. really. Uh, but yeah. maybe some scroll scrolling. down a little bit. Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. Yep. Hey, it's the tenth round. What do you? Wandale oh, goes back action. We'll wait for that though. A little Cole Komet. Uh, okay, uh, all the way back up, all the way back up. Yeah, it's up all the way. Okay, yeah, and little down. About ten seconds. I shouldn't shouldn't be panicking. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'll take the only <laughs> decent player that I see, Skymore. Nice uh, pick. I like geez. that. Cue the, the applause thing, sound effect. I think that went better than I than I envisioned it was going to go. We took we took a good player tied to a good situation. We and we will talk more about. And we will talk more about Sky Moore after this short message from the Podfather. Father. 
Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. And one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. We can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. All right, and we're back just in time to make a pick. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to oh, step on your toes there, huh? Uh, so, are we taking Cole Komet or what, Matt? No? Yes? No? He doesn't really move me. Um, Wandell? Stacky stack? Kenny Gainwell. Oh, I guess wrong. I waited way too long. We're fine oh. with Wandell. We're fine with Wandell. Coming right. back, I was not expecting to come back for 25 seconds on the clock. I probably should have. I know. I probably should have been prepared a little bit, but I kind of got that, encapsulated by that ad. It was a great ad read. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, You know, I, I, I was kind of worried. I didn't want to, like, I, we're right in the middle. We're at the worst possible spot for, for trying to sneak that in. But, yeah, it's a great ad read uh, by the pod father there. So, yes, that's that that'll be our plug to – uh, plug the all-in package on playerprofiler.com. Uh, if you like Dynasty, if you're in leagues and you, you want to get better, I promise if you subscribe to that, you will. Uh, there's a lot of other options there uh, that you can also go check out, like the Podfather said. So yeah, check that out. If you like this, if you like us, if you like creators like us, that's a way to support us. So we, we thank you all for watching and we thank you all for checking this out tonight. So um, before I stepped on a Hans toes, we were talking about Sky Moore and on the trade God show with, uh, Maddie Kiwoom and, uh, Jason Alwine, Sky Moore was one of my buys uh, on the season just because of the potential situation that he's in, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, gone. McCole Hardman, gone. Now it's just Kadarius, Tony and Sky Moore. And, and who do they have more invested in? Sky Moore with the second round pick, right? So I, I saw you shaking your head. Yes, Ahan. Do you want to speak to that? I, I, I would like to speak on, on Sky Moore because that was – Sky Moore will be really, really good immediately in the NFL was one of my bad takes uh, of 2022. Um, but it's not take lock when this is the situation, like you said. And you, you don't want to buy in Dynasty for a situation. You want to buy for talent. But luckily, um, Sky Moore has talent. Um, and in this – case we're drafting uh for redraft right if i told you there's an early declare prospect um who is 99th percentile in college target share and 86th percentile in uh route success rate versus man 91st versus press and 97th versus zone right like an elite route runner with that um good of a college target share who was also second round pick and oh by the way he's still tied to the best quarterback of all time yes i said it like would you not want him at pick 115 that's the thesis yeah no, I, a little bit to hear 
out of a Pats, uh, I, out of a fellow Pats fan. So now we have a. I think we're in a prime spot to take our first tight end, gentlemen. And I'm thinking we go with Cole Komet. A lot of people don't know he was the tight end eight on the year last year. Cole, did you see what you've done? You which took we're Justin get- Fields. Uh, yeah, we could have we could have we could have stacked him up with Cole Komet. That's for sure. So I I think it's my pick anyway. So I don't know why. I mean I I want to consult with you guys. I mean I do like Chig and Conquu if I'm saying that name right. Uh, but I feel like Cole Komet is in a prime spot. With, I think the addition of DJ Moore. I know there's a lot of um, you could argue not a lot of volume to go around for a lot of receivers there's a cliche about that somewhere i don't know exactly what it is but cole Komet, i feel like has the upside uh tight end at this stage in the draft it was between him and a conquu uh which we could i mean who knows if a conquu falls that might be a nice another another tight end to add but how do you guys feel about cole Komet? we get him about seven picks after adp here i like the pick uh obviously the i think i would maybe not obviously depending on how you guys view it but i would have taken schultz over Komet should he have fallen but i like Komet over dawson knox he'll be more involved especially with the red uh with the higher red zone target share and we saw the boom weeks where cole Komet scored two plus touchdowns we're we're gonna see those again fields and and fields and Komet have a really good connection i don't think anyone really thinks that that Daniel Jones and, and Dawson Knox have some sort of electric connection, but we saw the electric connection with Cole Komet. We saw the games where, where there was hyper efficiency in the touchdown department. So we're going to get those spike weeks. So I, I like having Cole Komet to round out the roster or round out the starting roster. And I'll, I'll speak very quickly on the last two picks. I just want to say I would have taken Wandale there. So like, I'm glad we got, we got Wandale. I, I would have been depressed if we left without zero high-powered stacks, and I, I would consider Daniel Jones and Wandale Robinson a high-powered stack. Like, there's a good chance this dude is going to be the best wide receiver on the team next year. Um, so I'm happy with that. Um, as for Cole Komet, if you wait this long for tight end, you want tight ends that are going to get red zone targets, and Cole Komet is just that. Um, he's had streaks before. Ooh. We've gone, ooh, we're, on, we're on the clock. Yep. We're on the clock. Oh, I just picked. It's a Hans pick. Oh, uh, that's an excellent point. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, want, we're gonna want, scroll want... a little. We're gonna scroll a little, just a little. All right, just let me know. Just a little. Uh, let's let's take Isaiah Hodgins. Um, yeah, good call. All right, yeah. all right. I like that. Ooh, yeah, and it's a stack. I like triple that even stack. Yep. Speaking yeah. of Wandale Robinson and possibly being the best wide receiver on his team, this is the other guy who might be the best wide receiver on the team. So we're covered. Back back to Cole Komet. He's been on multiple streaks in his career where he's gone three, four straight games with multiple or with at least one red zone target. He had two games this year with multiple red zone targets. So that's what you gotta wanna go for. And defenses are gonna have their attention on DJ Moore this year. So if if Cole Komet gives you a, a span of three weeks where he's only scoring touchdowns, he's basically Hunter Hunter Henry of last year, right? So I like the pick. Nice. This is uh I don't know about how you guys feel. I feel like this draft is flying by we, we're at the 40 minute mark it doesn't feel like that um but it just i just feel like whenever we as soon as we get to a good juicy bit of analysis it's like oh crap we're out we're on the clock now we got to figure this out no, so i know if it's it's, it's been a, it. it's, it's been a lot of yeah it's been a lot of fun i i was curious and i know i, I agree with the the hodgins pick but we're nine picks away, and I'll I'll get my act and I'll I'll get my my you know what together. There we go. 
and I'll share that. Kyler Murray just comes off the board after Bryce Young, after C.J. Stroud. I think that's a little crazy. I know he's not probably not going to be healthy for the start of the year, but I was I would have been tempted, uh, especially that you know that we got Daniel Jones, who I think is going to be, you know, has that potential to be that top tier t- quarterback later in the draft that we took. I would have been tempted to just say, hey, I know I'm getting production from Daniel Jones early in the season. Now we can just lock up that position with elite production once Kyler Murray gets healthy. But I like the Isaiah Hodgins pick too. So I, I could have gone either way there. What do you guys think of this Kyler Murray, Murray ADP? I feel like it's a deal in the 13th round. Yeah, as long as he plays in next season. There's yeah. there's a real chance that his – his, I mean, he'd be very, very right to take his recovery very cautiously. And there's a real chance that his recovery leaks into the late fall, later, later October, early November before he's truly 100% ready to go out there. And there's a chance that Arizona stinks by that point. And if you're the Arizona front office and you haven't been happy with Kyler Murray for the past couple of seasons, they're starting to become murmurs of, well, what if they tank and take Caleb Williams and then move on from Kyler Murray? So I think this is still a little far-fetched for this point, uh, but I think there is a very real chance that you're missing at least half of the season with Kyler Murray if his, if his recovery takes a while. And I'll keep it very quick because we have a pick coming up. Oh, shit. After Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is crazy. You're, if you're, This is your QB2, not your QB1. Insane. Great value on oh. Kyler. Though. All right, Matt. What do you think? Oof. Receiver, uh, we have seven receivers. Tight end, who's the best tight end available? Michael Mayer, Tyler Higbee. Nope. Running Kusicki? back. <laughs> nope. Nope. Running back. A-Chain, uh, a- Jeff Wilson. We're going to take a shot on a dynamic running back that can catch passes, Tajay Spears. Nice. I like it. That's That would be our fifth RB. So uh, I, I love ta- Tajay Spears coming out of Tulane. Uh, why don't you talk about him a little bit, Matt, as far as why you chose him over maybe a Devin A. Chain or a, a Sean Tucker, Roche, ooh, Roshan Johnson. Ooh, I didn't even see him down there, but mm, I like Taj. I, I like Taj either. I like Tajay Spears too. I'll blame that on not uh, having to scroll, but it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, uh, if you've seen my Twitter bio, my location says I'm I'm wherever defending small school players is. So that that nice. applies to Tajay Spears, Tulane. He, he did what he had to do to, to put his name on the map. He had a 72nd percentile college dominator rating, uh, 8.2% college target share, 66th percentile. He he caught 22 he caught 22 balls his senior year, 1,500 rushing yards, and then he was a senior bowl standout. Uh, was looked at just electric in all the drills at the combine. He's got the athleticism. He's got the burst. He's got the receiving ability. He's got what it takes to to be. Michael Carter's a horrible comparison, but I, I'm, I just mean a rookie running back who who makes waves in the passing game immediately and becomes a fantasy value. I love say it. Something real, real quick on that. See this uh, beautiful little app called the Breakout Finder. Performed pretty this well there. This this would have told you that the correct pick was pick was Roshan Johnson, but Tajay Spears was probably the second best pick there. Yeah, again, I will I will fully admit I'm taking Roshan yeah. Johnson. I didn't see him on there. We're trying it's, to make we're making fault. quick we're picks. Scrambling. We're scrambling. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, and we're we're also, uh, you know, we're we're not as familiar as some other people probably with this underdog ADP. Like, we're when was the last draft we did on here? It was probably three three weeks ago. So, um, so we're on the clock. Oh my god! And I think now's a good time. 
I'll I'll leave it up to you. I I like Mike Gesicki in this spot because there's really not a wide receiver or running back. Um, yeah, so I think we get another tight end with some upside, uh, and and we just you know we go Cole Komet and uh, Mike Gesicki because I know we've talked about it on here. You know, it's all about ADPs, baby. It's all about ADPs. And Mike Gesicki in this offense, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, it's just Juju there. You know, Jacoby's gone. Mac Jones take you know it, there, there's there's some there's some targets in this offense you know it's not crazy to think they're good, likely going to be in comeback mode against teams like Buffalo and there might be some shootouts with Miami so and New York if they get Aaron Rodgers I mean there might be some good competition and and you know Mike Kosicki hooks up with his old coach and Bill O'Brien you know so we got I don't know if there's a locker room narrative for coaches and players that would be kind of weird. That'd be kind of weird. But anyway, you got you got a, a locker narrative or coach locker narrative or whatever that is. I don't know. But I, I like the player. I like the player, and I like the ADP even more. We're going to see Mike Gusecki run the most routes on the outside that he has in his entire career in the NFL. He's going to play X or Z a good amount of snaps, I promise you. And the amount of times we're going to see – Hunter Henry in line and Gusecki in the slot is is going to be a lot as well. Um, they liked running Hunter Henry out of the slot, but uh, as someone who charted a lot of Patriots offenses uh, from the last two from the last season, last two seasons really, some of Hunter Henry's most effective plays is when they get him out on a chip block and get to run him out over in the middle and get him in between zone coverages. So. I think they're, I think Bill O'Brien's going to love utilizing both of them, and I think uh, Gusecki is going to be the the big ball, big play, go up and get it, red zone target player. So fifteenth round ADP, don't mind that at all. I think the the, the TLDR of what we said a couple weeks ago about Gusecki, whenever it was that he landed with the Patriots, is kind of similar to Cole Komet. Actually, there if there is a Hunter Henry on this Patriots offense, someone that exclusively catches touchdowns. It's clearly Gesicki. Uh, like Seth said, this team is going to be in comeback mode a lot. But I think that's more good news for the volume of Juju because uh, they're going to run a, sh- a lot of short routes with him, screen passes uh, to Juju, and maybe not as good news for someone like a Devontae Parker um, or even Kendrick Bourne who fits that role, but we just don't use him correctly. Um, if they score touchdowns, it's going to be probably through Gesicki. Um superior athlete to a lot of the cornerbacks he's going to see um, jump balls. He's not going to separate. He's just going to catch the jump balls. So we have two similar profile um, 2023 tight ends, I think, and I'm happy with it. All right, Ahan, you're one pick away. We we can prepare a little bit. So yeah, you want uh, me to, so, go ahead. Sort it I, in I, which I, way. I, I think I just straight up know who I want. Um, and I will, I'm pretty sure he's available. If you want to scroll just a little bit, scroll down a little more, a little more. Yep. He's available. Okay, I think I know who you want, but we'll Dalton see. Kincaid, you are on our team. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, Matt Jones <laughs> is. Uh, we're going to build another stack. If Mike Gesicki is scoring touchdowns, it's going to be from this guy. They, we're going we're gonna to need a QB, too. Matt, Matt is not happy, but... If, I mean, if you want to sort by QBs and see what's on the There's board. There's no... I, w- I would have bet a lot that he would have made it 10 picks. I, I'm not I'm not upset with with the draft pick and and even like all things considered taking him now four picks ahead of ADP is not bad. I just I I, I guess I just wasn't expecting it. I don't think the I don't think the masses are very 
high on Mac Jones. This is a quarterback that people were chanting, you know, the zapping and, and zappy and all that nonsense. Um, but no, I, overall, I don't hate the pick. I actually love the pick, especially, you know, just considering building stacks and building a portfolio within this team. Uh, just, I guess I just wasn't expecting it. And, you know, I think we could have bet. I like making gambles. I, I'm always trying to push the value as much as I can. And I think, you know, on you're probably correct in, in just taking him now. No, I, I completely see what you're saying. And is there another quarterback that is of similar value yet down there? Yes. But in my eyes, I have zero interest in rostering Baker Mayfield um, or Matthew Stafford, given what the Rams have done over the last few weeks. Um, and Sam Howell, just like, I do not want to see them on my roster. Um, and I will not do so when I'm being recorded. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I felt the need. I felt the need to take Mac Jones when I when the public is watching. So there's no, I hear there's no interest in Jimmy G. That's what I heard there. There's zero interest in Jimmy G at his ADP. All there's right, more Matt. interest in building a stack with Mac. Yes, the, but you were talking about Baker Mayfield. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pick for you. Uh, I I think I know who I would take, but it's your pick, Matt. Make so. a pick for me. Go ahead. We're we're taking Kendra Miller, and we're gonna make. We're gonna that's make, who I was gonna select. So thank you. We are gonna take. We are gonna make Cody Carpenter happy in the in the chat, or I guess he. I don't. I don't know if he's in the chat. I know he's in the draft. He, that's probably who Cody was gonna take. So now I, I feel like we're done at running back for sure because we have six of them, right? Or are we? Uh, most likely we have what three more picks left. So we go. Yeah, we have. Yep, three receiver, more receiver, tight end, and then. I mean, really, you could justify probably receiver, running back, or quarterback, but running yeah. back is probably our least needy position right now. You can always add a ninth receiver. Yeah, I and I would probably argue for, um, you know, maybe a third quarterback and a third tight end, depending on who's, depending on who's there, right? Because we, I mean, we, I mean, I would, I mean, I don't want to say it, but there's a quarterback there that I think has some upside. I think his name is the same quarterback. Oh wait, you're just gonna, were you just gonna say his name anyway? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, he, he went to Kentucky. Yeah, he did. That. Yeah, um, he did. But, but Carpe- Carpentier is in here, so he might pick him. I don't know. He, so. sh- he, he showed off his, he was showing off his body today on Instagram. So we, we, he himself is already starting best shape of his life season and looks good in short season. And the draft hasn't even started yet. So I don't know how you can't yeah. be excited off of Will Levis just from that alone. Right. He's already rocking our favorite uh, favorite stereotypes. You know, I, you I know, there. It's so easy to clip. Uh, looks good in shorts, and I don't know how you can't. Uh, what you just said, yeah. It's oh, so there's there's a lot of clips within that <laughs> ten seconds. Uh, I just decided to to go through it and hold my head up high. Great. By the what, way, the breakout how, finder thinks Kendra Miller was a good pick. If that means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kendry Miller. I, I like him a lot. Um, what do we? How do we feel about some of these tight ends that are here? I mean, Kincaid. Uh, well, there goes there goes our hopes and dreams. Um, thank you. Thanks for nothing, Mister Junior. But uh, we got Noah Fant here, Tyler Conklin, Jelani Woods. I mean, is any any of those guys move the needle for you? Because um, I'm not. There's one that does for me. Okay, it's it's my pick. I'm curious to know who who you would take. Do you is want me it, to tell you? Yeah, is it no fan or it's yeah, Noah Fan. yeah? It's the only one. That's that's kind of what I thought. So uh, I'll go ahead and get our third tight end, and I feel pretty good about this tight end group that we have: Cole Komet, 
Mike Gesicki, no offense, or you know, like there's a lot of upside there for sure, you know, and especially in in the red zone. I mean, with Cole Komet and Mike Gesicki, so I feel pretty good for not getting an elite tight end. We have three guys that realistically could finish as a tight end one, especially Cole Komet already did that. So and Mike Gesicki's done that in in spurts. So. I'm cool with that. If that's who you wind up with as your tight end group, I'm I'm more than okay with that. Yeah, if we can get one tight end to score a touchdown once a week, I mean we're we're going to be in a really good spot. So we took three tight ends who are are of high percentage of high likelihood to receive a red zone target or more in a given game. So I like the portfolio we built there. Could we filter by just running backs and wide receivers, please? I love this part of the draft. I don't have to worry about tight end. I don't oh, really have no. to worry about quarterback. This is this is this is beautiful. Yeah, my, man. Okay, oh, man. At the moment I said that, I see Clyde edwards elaire on my screen, and it's no longer my favorite part of the draft. But all right, get yeah, get running backs off of there. I can scroll. I can scroll down if you want. <laughs> Gus Edwards is that? Oh, that... what about Greg Dorch? Any interest there? I, I mean, you, you know, there's at least one person in this room who has a lot of interest in Greg Dorch, uh, and all I right. will gladly take him. I'll take him. Boom. I can't get enough Greg Dorch exposure. I mean, we were just talking about Kyler Murray possibly coming back. If Colt McCoy is the quarterback, you know how many five-yard passes this man is going to catch? So Seriously. Many. Hey, disrespect to David Blau, by the way, because he is oh, better yeah, you're than right, Colt you're McCoy. Right. You're, you're, you're correct. He's not great, but he's better than Colt McCoy. You're correct. Shout out to former Boilermaker David Blau. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I love that pick. Uh, Greg Dorch is one of my dynasty stashes for sure. I, it's, you know, it, it, the whole offense is just opens up once you, um, once Hopkins get, is likely going to be out of there and who knows where he's going to be. And, and Greg Dorch is going to take advantage of that for sure. Uh, so I, you know, we've, we've invested, I mean, and even if he does, I mean, we have Marquise Brown there too. So we got a couple of darts in that Arizona offense, uh, just for the podcast listeners, I'll go ahead and go down the, the team real quick. Uh, we have Daniel Jones, Mac Jones at quarterback, uh, Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, J.K. Dobbins, Khalil Herbert, Tajay Spears, Kendra Miller at running back. At wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown, Sky Moore, Wondell Robinson, Isaiah Hodgins, Greg Dorch, and at tight end, Cole Komet, Mike Kosicki, Noah Fan. I... Like, I, I'm not going to lie. We started off and I was like, oh boy, I don't know if I'm liking the what, the direction this is going. But there, this team does have a lot of upside. Uh, and that's what you're shooting for in these best ball underdog drafts. So I feel like we, I feel like we did a good job tonight. I feel like we did good. The odds were stacked against us. We had the middle pick. Uh, Seth had to do an ad read while I wouldn't stop talking about Sky Moore. Um, and we did a good job. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, guys. We have one more pick. Uh, I think it's Matt Babich's pick. It is. Cody is in so the chat. Is he? Still? Yeah, is he still? Naked Konami, son. That was a while Naked ago. Naked Konami, son. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think? Are, are we good with just Daniel Jones and Mac Jones? Could we add another wide receiver? Um, I don't I know. Like be... we, we, have, we have Russell Gage sitting out here. We have uh you know will, um yeah i'll be selecting a running back i believe filter on running backs please okay let's see who's there those are not running backs yeah um There's scroll down is he already gone already damn pro day who are you looking for 
Protein boosted him up right quick. A Bonnie Conda. Yeah, yeah he's long gone. Season. He was yeah, long gone. And I think Cody took him in the 16th round. Of course he did. His, AD, course, that's, his ADP is like 10 picks ago, so it's kind of... Of course, I had to email early. Cody two days ago saying, where is Israel Abaniconda in the breakout final? And he goes, pro day, baby. Yeah, I'm, well, I was writing about... I wrote about disappointment, so I, would, I definitely wasn't going to write about him anyway, but I was definitely excited to see his results. And yeah, he is who we thought he was. He's, he's that dude. I'm still going to... I guess I'll still take a running... No, Clot. This is so gross. No. Um, wide, wide receiver, quarterback. We have Baker there. Oh, wait. Go running back again? <laughs> oh. Sorry. Being flip-flopper here. Is uh, is Evan Hole there? Yes. Yeah, let's take a to... shot on Evan Hole. All right. And and so we got Evan Hole to round out this draft. Sleeper. Uh, if, we're, if we're going with the theme of people to break out finder likes, then, <laughs> then this was another solid pick in terms of our evaluation. He's got solid athleticism. He has a 96 percentile target share, 17.3% target share at Northwestern, 85th percentile dominator rating. Looked great at the combine. Uh, a lot of teams are buying in on Evan Hole, so I think we're going to see him get higher draft capital than people are expecting. And I, depending on the situation at least, uh, do not think he'll be a 20th round pick uh, by the end of the draft. So Yeah, a solid way to end it. Uh, we do uh, just wind up with the two quarterbacks – uh, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Daniel Jones. And so, uh, can so I quickly fellas... speak, can I quickly speak to that real quick? Actually, were Go we go- were we going to win this, this tournament if we drafted a quarterback at the end of that draft? No, yeah, Baker Mayfield right. was not winning this anything. If Jones, if Mac Jones or Daniel Jones, if one of them go down for more, you know, Daniel Jones is the bigger threat to, to hurt us down the road, but if one of those two go down, we're, we're probably screwed or we're losing points. So, you know, at, at that point, I don't know if there was really any point in taking the – once Levis went, I'm not sure if there was really any point in taking the quarterback. There's just no upside. Yeah, no, I – you're, you're not a big believer in Devontae Adams makes even Jimmy Garoppolo look – I can't say that with a straight face. He's going to make Jacoby Myers look good. I mean, Jimmy G could still easily put put out 14 fantasy points per game, 14, 15 fantasy points per game like he's done in the past, you know, year after year starting somehow. So it, it it's kind of the way I view Mac Jones. I think Mac fit our team better, obviously, because of the stack. But you're looking at some league average fantasy, a little below league average fantasy output that you're really, you're just hoping for a couple of spike weeks. So uh, sure, Jimmy G will be fine in best ball, but not worth your being your third quarterback. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. I, I feel like we made the, the right weekend. And thanks, Cody, for the shout-out. Um, appreciate that. It's my wife and I's first wedding anniversary this weekend. Oh, so congratulations. Out of the office. Um, but anyway, yep, so we'll be, uh, we'll be celebrating that. And do you guys have any final bull predictions, words of wisdom for us as we end the show tonight? Sure, I'll go. Um, I just wrote an article <laughs> Um, about um, the breakout finder and rookies specifically that you can draft on underdog um, where the ranking for their breakout rating um, is completely or not near their ADP. So one running back, that's an absolute steal one running back. That's a fade um, and then wide receiver. um, That's a fade and a steal. And so I'll make my bold prediction related uh, to that. Um, and I will say that Roshan Johnson, who we did not draft because we were scrambling, nobody's fault. We were just scrambling. 
I will say that Roshan Johnson finishes as the rookie RB2 in fantasy in 2023. Love that. I also don't even really think it's that spicy of a take, but it, it does qualify as a bold prediction given the given the rankings at this current moment. For he me, is currently the rookie RB, RB7 on underdog boards. Yeah, yeah that's... I love that bold prediction. On my end, I also wrote an article about the breakout finder. I took a look at running backs and receivers who ranked lower in the breakout finder ranking for their position than they did in player profilers dynasty rankings for their position. Uh, And I considered those who ranked further below expectations as disappointments. So I talked about the top five disappointments from the breakout finder. Uh, Kayshawn Boot was one of them. He ran like a snail. Uh, Trey Palmer was one of them. I think there you can find, you can read the article to find some things that the breakout finder didn't love, but you can also read about how that affects their prospect profiles. Is it a red, is it a red flag? Is it something that is, you know, just the model being the model, you know, Trey Palmer was a late breakout. He transferred. So that's a little bit of a ding on his profile, but we saw, we saw why he transferred out of LSU. We saw what he did in Nebraska. So still loving Trey Palmer, even though he's a disappointment. So you can read about that on playerprofiler.com. And uh, following up on my free agency coverage, I will be dropping a free agency winners article soon. So the the top five teams that made the most valuable signings during the free agency period. Uh, spoiler alert, the Detroit Lions are going to be at the number one spot. So they've been the, the biggest winner so far in my eyes. And so you'll be able to read about that soon. My bold prediction, so I've kind of been talking about for a few months now. I first posited it back in January, and now it's becoming ever more likely that Lamar Jackson is not a Baltimore Raven. He has asked for a trade. There are only a certain amount of teams that I think are truly in a good position to make the necessary moves to get Lamar Jackson should they have enough money in escrow, and that team is the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say it once again. Lamar Jackson is a Detroit Lion. Love it. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, Cause well, I don't want to see Lamar in the NFC North actually. Um, but if that happens, it's great for fantasy football and I'm all for it. I'm here to tell you, I, I th- I'll be, I'll go ahead and be the first one to say it. I don't really, I mean, you got to go check out the articles and the news and articles or news and analysis section on the player profiler website. It's where you find that all the good work of Matt Babich and Ahan Rungta and all the other writers Theo's uh, dynasty trades I've he's actually made and he gives you trade analysis like trade analysis from one of the premier premier high stakes player players in dynasty if I can speak correctly so you got to go check that out including a really spicy one that involves Kenneth Walker and DK Metcalf that I'm sure Ahan Brungta does not agree with whatsoever so you got to go read it to find out uh, for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D, and you can check me out on YouTube, same name, on YouTube, uh, where I post Justin Fields' rants and tirades about uh, the the travesty that has been the Chicago Bears. Hopefully not anymore, but we'll see. I, they could, As my good friend Harry Snowman says, they could always screw it up. So I'm, I'm here. I, I'll love them no matter what. That's the kind of sicko I am. But anyway... That's the show. That's it. Thanks for tuning in with us. Like and subscribe. Thank you, Ahan. Thank you, Matt, my co-host on this show. And we will catch you guys next time. And if you think that I'm going to... I don't know if this joke's getting old, but 
I'm hitting that end screen. I tell you, I, it might take me a, a minute to find it. All right, but I'm hitting it right now. Thank you.